Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. There was a brawl that took place um, a day or so ago against the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. All of this ensued. Uh, in the first opening moments of that game where basically Clay Thompson got into a tussle. And then <clears throat> they were kind of fl- throwing themselves around. Then Rudy Gobert, I guess, came in to try to be the peacemaker. And he kind of wrapped his arm around, uh, what is it, Clay Thompson, like around his chest area. And then players in there tussling. And then Draymond Green kind of like, you know, rushes up the court and he immediately jumps on the back of Rudy Gobert and starts choking him out. And not only choking him out, he's choking him and dragging him across the court while other players like Carl Anthony Towns and some coaches were trying to separate them. So that was what happened. And a bunch of players were ejected uh, in that game. So yesterday, the entire day was spent trying to figure out, okay, what is the NBA going to do in terms of its suspension for Draymond Green in terms of the number of games? And various people weighed in. Some people thought it was funny. Some people didn't think it was funny. Uh, so what happened? So late yesterday evening, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN published, I uh, basically came out and uh, you know published the information and said it to Malika Andrews, where he essentially said that you know the NBA had come to the conclusion that they were going to assess Draymond Green with the five-game suspension and all the other players involved were going to be fined, I believe, 20 25000 or $50,000, uh, um, you know, individually. So what we want to do is want to quickly play uh, what Adrian Wojnarowski had to say about the NBA's decision, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. Woj, you just reported moments ago that Draymond Green has been suspended for five games as a result of this altercation. How did the league decide on that number? Uh, Malika, two parts, certainly. Uh, the league called Draymond Green's uh, a headlock slash choke uh, on Rudy Gobert, a dangerous uh, maneuver on the court, but also the league again acknowledged Draymond Green's history uh, in these instances uh, going back a number of years uh, as a part of the severity of this five-game suspension. I think the length of it surprises the Golden State Warriors. I think it surprised many around the league. Uh, But five games for Draymond Green, uh, that'll cost him about $770,000 in lost salary. And then 
three other players, Rudy Gobert, Jaden McDaniels, and Klay Thompson all find $25,000 for their role in that skirmish last night. So you heard what Woj had to say there. So as I heard that, I was now going out there to see what other people had to say. And then Austin Rivers, he kind of, I think he, this is the first time I'm seeing him on ESPN. He was on there with Malika Andrews. And then Kendrick Perkins was there. And when it came time for Kendrick Perkins to weigh in, Kendrick seemed to be the only person that, will, that was willing to keep it real about this Draymond Green incident. Um, involving Rudy Gobert. But before we even get into his comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving so if you want to give it a try click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off and remember when you try factor meals by using the link in the description below remember that you're supporting this channel thank you so what we want to do is want to play exactly what Kendrick Perkins had to say about this incident, and then we're going to get into what some of some NBA fans had to say about what you know the the, the decision that the NBA made. Take a listen to that there. Man, listen. Here's the thing. All respect to Draymond, right? Future Hall of Famer, four-time NBA champion, four-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year. His resume is longer than the Holiday Weekend. We got that out the way. Okay. The league has to make a statement. Because it's a problem there. And the problem is, is with Draymond. If you look at his history of him kicking people, of him stepping, I mean, literally hop-stepping on Sabonis last year in the postseason. Donovan Mitchell, I've never heard anyone say anything negative about Donovan Mitchell. How do you get into it with Donovan Mitchell? You're talking that, about over the weekend. I'm talking about Draymond Green two games ago. Game. So yep. when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at this behavior that he's displaying time and time again. And what I was always told is no one, one individual that's bigger than the league itself. And the league is also supposed to protect their players. And the things that Draymond Green is doing right now on the floor, Adam Silver in the NBA has to make a statement to Draymond. What's a statement? A statement is five to ten games. Wow. Because he has to learn from this. Like, this can't be tolerated. This is unacceptable. And whether, whether or not we, we like Rudy Gobert as a person or whatever the case may be, he's a hell of a basketball player. He's also a Hall of Famer. And the respect level has to be there. There's no way that man should have been in a chokehold like that. Yep. No way in hell. So you heard what Kendrick Perkins had to say. Now, I want to go over some things that some NBA fans 
uh, said online. I'm going to be reading from a Fadeaway World article. Let me just go over some of the comments that NBA fans said um, uh, said in response to this suspension. One person, uh, okay, Adrian Wojnarowski put out that information. One person said, should be more. Another person said, hey, they went easy on him. Again, another person said, uh, just talk to Draymond. He said it was uh, an incident. Another person said, significant hit for Warriors. Another person said, understandable. And y'all saying 25 plus games is crazy. And then a bunch of other people went out there uh, and said other things. Now, we actually put up a poll on our channel before producing the show. It was only about an hour fresh. Obviously, by the time the show comes, okay, two hours. By the time the show comes out, it's going to have thousands of votes. So of the 4,000 people that have voted so far, we asked the question, how many games should Draymond Green have been suspended? Uh, we had less than five games, five games, more than five games. Of the 4,000 people that have voted, more than half of them have said that they believe Draymond Green uh, should have gotten more than five games. And then the other, and then 23% said five games. So I think 70% of the people that voted on this poll, 75% of the people that voted on this poll believe that Draymond Green should have been suspended for at least five games or more. And only 24% believe that he should be suspended for less. Now, here are my thoughts on this, and I'm going to keep it 100 uh, with you guys. Draymond Green um, is always with the antics, man. Draymond is a, like when he ran up on Rudy Gobert and choked him out at that at me watching that I was looking at that and saying to myself bro what are you doing like what what are you doing why are you why do you have this dude in some type of chokehold clothesline move or whatever the hell it was and you're choking him like this the thing I didn't understand was Draymond was choking Rudy Gobert as if Rudy Gobert was the aggressor. Rudy Gobert was just trying to separate both parties. Now, some people are saying, oh, you grab your own player, you grab, yeah, you grab your own player depending on what side of the court you're on. But if you just run into it, you're going to also try to separate guys. Now, I heard a lot of people on TV say yesterday, you know, <clears throat> grab your man, grab your man, grab your man. That's total nonsense. You know how I know this? Because I remember when the fight took place between Chris Ball and Rajon Rondo, Carmelo Anthony was standing right there. LeBron James was standing right there. And you could clearly see them trying to pull away various players on opposing teams because these guys were trying to separate it. As a matter of fact, if you look at Carmelo's arm, I don't even think Carmelo was teammates with Chris Paul. And he was trying to pull him out of there by grabbing him here. So now just imagine if somebody else came out like uh, uh, Chris Paul's teammate and throws Carmelo Anthony into a chokehold. Like, what are we talking about right now? What I think was a lot of people wanted to be with the S. They wanted to see the nonsense, the BS. So they was all for it. Some people are infatuated with the BS. To me, listen, again, I'm going to say it again. This is another sucker move. And I appreciate uh, uh, the candor from Kendrick Perkins from keeping it a hundred. Like, yo, you're always kicking dudes in their private. You act like you don't know what's going on. When dudes retaliate, nobody's there to find you. No one is there to find you. Some people have been saying Draymond is picking and choosing who he wants to go to. We all heard the Brandon in Ingram story. I mean, the, the Brandon Jennings story when Tristan Thompson put his goon down on Draymond Green. Where was all of this at? That's what Brandon Jennings said. He said Draymond was talking that spicy, you know what? And Tristan Thompson put his goon down on him. 
And that was that. So to me, man, I'm not with all of the antics. Draymond always with the antics. He, I, You rarely see him head up somebody face to face. There's always some sucker thing. Act shoving someone, acting like you didn't see what you said. You said sucker punching smaller dude. It's always it's always these these antics. Like come on, like enough is enough. Some people thought it was cool. I didn't. I was just like, yo, this is just some antics. Kicking dudes in a private. Like yo, what's going on? Why why are you the only one constantly kicking dudes in a? First of all, what kind of move is that? So some people supported it. Some people thought it was funny. I didn't. I didn't. That happened during a playing tournament. NBA is trying to sell a new uh sell a new product and you're there turning it into the WWE and some people thought that was funny. I don't think it's funny. I'm sorry. I don't think that's funny. That's not a fight. You're running behind somebody and clotheslining them. You I mean and, and choking them out. You didn't fight nothing. That's not a fight. You didn't win nothing. The dude wasn't even able to defend himself. You came from the behind and then throw him into a choco. And why you saw how I, like why are you doing all of that? What is the purpose of all of this? Like what, what? What got you fired up? Like, like he was chokeholding like a sip. I don't know. Anyway. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this story. So, the number one story right now in the NBA is this altercation that took place on the court. Uh, I believe it was day for yesterday between the Golden State Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? And everyone has kind of weighed in on it. I've heard a range of people weighing in on it. Yesterday, uh, late last night, the NBA uh, made its decision and they decided to suspend Draymond Green for five games, right? And some people were saying that's too much. Some people were saying that's enough. And some people were saying, nah, he needed to get more games. Even Kendrick Perkins, someone that kept the real on the situation, he said he believes... Uh, Draymond was supposed to get four games. But as I was saying, a lot of people weighed in on it. And one of the people that weighed in on it uh, was a former Minnesota Timberwolf uh, and Patrick Beverly. Y'all know Patrick Beverly from Chicago. He's always with the, you know, he's always ready. <laughs> he's always ready for the get down or whatever it is. So Patrick Beverly, whenever there's stuff like this on the court, he's always there ready to, uh, ready to go. Uh, he's one of these guys that uh, vehemently believes in protecting your teammates. He does that at all costs. I've seen him do that on multiple occasions. So he's not just somebody up there talking because it sounds good. I've seen him do that on multiple occasions where he comes to the defense of his teammates. I've seen that before. So Patrick Beverly is not just running his mouth uh, for the sake of running his mouth. But anyways, I was saying a lot of people are reacting uh, to this incident that took place on the court. And Patrick Beverly was one of them. And when he started reacting, he took he actually took a surprising angle uh, at the, it, you know, he took a surprising um, stance on the situation where he actually went at the teammate of Rudy Gobert in this case and Carl Anthony Towns for not basically having the chutzpah or the courage or being soft for not defending his teammate properly and basically throwing Draymond Green in the chokehold. So for those of you uh, who didn't hear what Patrick Beverly had to say, we want to quickly play what he had to say and I want to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to that there. Man, I seen Draymond choke out of my Cat bogus as hell. What? No, 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 no. Cat's no. bogus? Yeah, he's bogus, man. <laughs> Cat bogus, man. Straight up. And Ant was back there, too. And Draymond knew, too. Don't nobody <laughs> like Rudy anyway. That was a perfect moment to do it. Like, f*** it. That'd be choke Rudy ass. And he did not let go. No, you, a person choke you like that, don't let go. That, that <laughs> was built up. But Daniels then I see Cat make a, a mean mug face like, but then you ain't doing Choke Draymond back. So now, if I'm Draymond, I, yeah, I check they, I choke they center, and they homies didn't do nothing. If we pay y'all in the playoffs, oh, can't, I ain't worried about you. You didn't even help your homie. So how can he rectify this? Can't. So what? And you can't even, like, try to get your get back. So what? 
The whole world, I'm saying. Takes cat. Uh, he in the game. Oh, he's still playing? He didn't get. He didn't do, he didn't do <laughs> Why would he get booed? He didn't <laughs> cat. Nah, f that. I taught you better than that. So you heard what Patrick Beverly uh, had to say there. Here are my thoughts on this. Um, I understand what Patrick Beverly's saying, to be totally frank with you. I understand that. I feel I I I understand what he's saying. He's like, listen, you see your you see your teammate being choked out. Why are you just staying? He's like, why didn't you just go at the other? I I totally understand that because if this was something that maybe me and my friends are at the mall and somebody you know throws me into a chokehold, bro, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> jump on him too, right? So I totally uh I totally understand that. Um, maybe in that moment, Carl uh, Anthony Towns was trying to be the peacemaker. Maybe he wasn't trying to escalate the situation because for sure, uh, had he have done that, that situation would have been escalated. That is for sure. There's no way you're not going to throw Draymond Green into a, a headlock and then that's going to be go to be the end of it. Because if he did that to Draymond Green, then probably what would happen is Draymond would then try to respond. Or maybe other Golden State Warriors, uh, Golden State Warriors would have tried to respond. And then before you know it, you have a full on uh, brawl out there. Maybe he didn't want it to. He didn't want to take it that far. Maybe he wasn't thinking along those lines. Maybe Patrick Beverly is saying that. Listen, in a moment like this, clearly sportsmanship and all of this stuff have been, has been thrown out of the window. And now we got to defend whoever. Now some people have kind of questioned Draymond Green, like uh, like Skip Bayless, for saying, excuse me, by saying Draymond Green picks and chooses who he does these things to. There's some people he will do it to, and there are other people that he won't. Like, that seems to be the reputation. He goes to certain guys because he knows there'll be no real retaliation. But then when it comes time to go, when it comes time to go at the other guys, we never see it. I've never seen Draymond Green. As a matter of fact, I saw Draymond Green, you know, kind of tussling for a rebound with Marcus Morris Sr. Marcus Morris Sr. threw him to the ground, looking right at him. Draymond Green stood up and started talking. That was it. There were no headlocks. There were no uh, karate chops. There were no shurikens. There were no roundhouses, no nut kicks, nothing like that. It was just a bunch of talking. But then when if it's Jordan Poole, all of a sudden I'm going to turn into Muhammad Ali or turn into Floyd Mayweather, right? So there's some people that have, have issue with that. For me, listen, um, I think the situation between Klay Thompson and the other player whose name I can't remember right now was between them. I think Rudy Gobert was trying to be the peacemaker uh, in that situation. I don't see him as someone who was trying to escalate it. I am not buying the thing of, oh, you only grab your teammate. I've seen situations where a fight breaks out on the court and people are trying to separate players. People are trying to separate other players. So I'm not going. I think that those are just people trying to justify the foolishness, uh, you know, for me. And, and for me, I think Draymond gets away with a lot of stuff, man. I think Draymond gets away with a lot of junk, a lot of junk on the court. And to me, the part I really can't understand is why the referees be allowing. That's the part I don't. You would think Draymond Green is Michael Jordan. Draymond Green has so much pull with the referees that is actually inexplicable. Draymond can do almost anything he wants with the refs. And they seldom do anything. If Draymond was held to the standard that other players were held at, he would be getting suspended in more technicals more often. But for whatever reason, the referees have become immune to the antics on the court. Now, some people love it, but there's some people that hate it. And some of those people are actually Warriors fans. This is not me saying this. There are some Warriors fans that are actually still upset at Draymond Green for what happened in the finals in 2016. They're like, you cost us a championship with your antics.
there's some people that felt that again, going for another nut move. This time he tried to hit LeBron in his privates. I've never seen somebody target players as much as Draymond does in that particular region. And recently it happened to him and people were calling it carbon. All of a sudden he wanted to cry about it. And some people are like, of all the people, you're the one crying about this type of behavior. When you're the architect, you're the grandfather of this type of behavior. So to me, listen, um, Patrick Beverly makes a point, but maybe uh, Carl Anthony Towns was not thinking of taking it to that. He wasn't thinking of going that far with it, probably, right? Um, now, it's a different situation if that happened in the hallway and then Carl Anthony Towns is doing that, then I can understand it, but maybe he didn't want to, because if he did that, I think that situation would have escalated. Now, some people, again, always love to see the, the foolishness. Some people love to see black dudes, especially black dudes. They always love to see the foolishness. They love it. It's like, yo, we gladiators. Watch them fight. They love it. They love it. I don't understand what it is. Uh, what's up with that? If you want so much action, go watch an action movie. Or go and roll in the armor. You get all the action you want. What is it with this thing of loving to see brothers go back and forth? For the, I'm not talking about, I'm talking to brothers that do this. They know who they are. They always love some nonsense. Oh, yeah, let's watch him go at him. Let's go at him. You saw what he said. You saw what he said. Oh, did he go back? Like, yo, cut it. What are we doing? Like, if we had this much fervor to start businesses and actually do positive things, then be so transfixed on the... F I'm sorry, I'm calling it is what it is. We we too in love with the BS. Too in love with it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, enough is enough. Like, why is that something to be like, man, it's just like, yeah, let's sit down and talk about... This is nothing. This is a nothing conversation. You know how they say small mind talks about uh, uh, small mind talks about uh, things. Average minds talk about people. Great minds talk about ideas. There's no exchange of ideas. We're just talking about, oh, you saw what he did. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, ah, he was hard. All right, on to the next. What do we accomplish? Absolutely nothing. Like, yo, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, it's too much with the ignorant. I'm not feeling it. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this uh, topic here. Now, this is a topic I wanted to get to a bit earlier, but as you guys know, we have a different setup. I'm currently in the UK visiting some family for some months uh, for the holidays. Uh, let me put it that way. So I didn't have a chance to, to get to it. It was a video that came out maybe four or five days ago, and, and I thought it was interesting then, but I was like, okay, maybe now that I'm here, now I can uh, finally talk about it. So what happened? Uh, about four days ago, a show was published on, uh, what is it? Fox Sports Radio, The Odd Couple, one of my favorite shows. I really enjoy listening to Rob Parker and Chris Broussard's show. This is just me. Some people, I love it. Uh, and they were talking about some comments that NBA commissioner Adam Silver, uh, some comments that he made about modifying the all-star game. As you guys know, it's no longer the head, you know, team captains. Now it's back to East versus West, the conventional uh, setup. I hope they go back to conventional, um, what do you call it, point guard, shooting guard. I think they've overcomplicated it. And I think because of this, it's cost a lot of players opportunities to make the all-star team. Like, if there's no positions, then you can have four guards, which means you're going to leave off some players and other players that were deserving uh, of those spots. So, to me, I hope they go back to the conventional lineup. This is just me. Some people disagree, whatever. But anyway, um, NBA Commissioner Adam Silvers was talking about ways to improve the viewing experience because you guys know the last All-Star game we saw was an absolute disgrace of an All-Star game. As a matter of fact, NBA coach Michael Malone called it the most disgraceful or the most terrible basketball game he had ever seen in his life. And we're talking about a professional game played at the professional level in the NBA. We're not just talking about some old league somewhere. 
in the NBA and you have a championship head coach describing it as the worst basketball game he has ever seen in his life. That was a damning condemnation. So Adam Silvers uh, in the NBA knew that they had to do something. So they were now also discussing the possibility of the NBA possibly having an all-star game where it's international players uh, versus NBA American-born players. So as I was listening to Chris Broussard and Rob Parker kind of throw this idea uh, back and forth, they were basically saying that they are they are afraid, uh, you know, that if the NBA ever went to that format, that the NBA players would be embarrassed in that type of format. But before we even get into their comments, this video is brought to you by Sponsor Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving so if you want to give it a try click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off and remember when you try factor meals by using the link in the description below remember that you're supporting this channel thank you so what we want to do is want to play exactly what Chris Broussard and Rob Parker said in it, in, in the, in, you know, and I want you guys to listen to it in its entirety, and then we're going to come back and really unpack this thing. Take a listen to what they what they had to say here. Adam Silver, the commissioner for the NBA, said this: "I know we're busy already planning for new excitement, thinking about what All Star 2025 will be. People are out there talking about concepts like a Ryder Cup format." Maybe U.S. players playing against global players. We're looking at all different approaches to All-Star. Stay tuned. Rob, I have long, I'm sure I've said it on our show a few times, I have long thought it would be great if the NBA did go to an international versus American All-Star game. You could work out the teams the normal way you do it. Pick the normal All-Stars if you want. But then you pick a 12-man team from each, you know, all international versus American or 15-man, whatever, and they play each other. Um, but the pro I, I'm not as high on that as I used to be because, honestly, Rob, I think the international squad – would crush up the American squad. And I don't think the NBA wants its American players getting beat down like that, embarrassed like that. Now, maybe I'm wrong, 
and I'm not saying they wouldn't win here and there, but actually as time goes on, I think it would get even worse. We maybe would be able to win now with some of the older stars, the Stephs and guys like that, LeBron and KD. But it's only getting the gap. The better players are just keep coming from the world. Rob, the best young point guard in the league is probably Shea Gilgis Alexander from OKC. He's from Canada. Uh, the If it's not, well, the best two guard, if you want to call him that, is clearly Luka Doncic, all right? Um, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic are the best centers or big men. And, and then the best young prospect is Victor Wimbanyama, who's from France. So I I think, Rob, the, the, the international squad would play more of a team game. I think they would play harder, just take it more seriously. Because you see in these all-star games, M, not so much MB, but Giannis, Giannis goes out there like wanting to really play. And, and nobody else really wants to, so... He looks like a fish out of water. Um, Jokic never plays much in the All-Star games because that's not his game, but he'd be effective, obviously, in a game like this. Rob, Jamal Murray's also international. Like, this is this is my starting five for the internationals. Shea, Luka, Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. You got guys like Jamal Murray, Sabonis, Porzingis, Laurie Markkinen, Franz Wagner, who's leading Orlando now. Um... R.J. Barrett coming off the bench. I mean, I, 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 I don't think we want to see our American players getting embarrassed like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it either, and I think that it should be more about, um, just putting on a better product of the All Star game. Can you guys play a little bit? Can you not just shoot threes and make it boring and and. You know, people stopped watching, Chris. Like, yeah. like, like it was the lowest rate because it was awful. Chris, you're it's an just, NBA you, guy. You can't even watch. You it, couldn't yeah. even watch it. Like, like that's what's wrong with the All Star game. It ain't. It ain't. You can mix it up all you want. If the if the cats don't play and they're just throwing uh throwing up threes and they're not defending at all or whatever, Chris, it don't well, matter. See, don't, don't you think? And and I think this is part of the thing because I love the idea of international versus American. The reason I'm skittish about it now is because I think they would embarrass us. I really do. I think the international team would embarrass us. And, Rob, I think the international players would come out to play. I think Jokic would play his game. Giannis would really want to play. Like, I think they would come to play. The question is, would our stars? And I would think that I think part of thinking might be like, rather than go out there and get embarrassed, the American players are going to have to buckle up and play their best or they're going to get run off the floor. But, you know, they might get run off the floor anyway or they might feel like they might get beat. And so they go out there lollygagging, you know what I mean, just throwing up stuff like we're not really trying. So I that's my issue with it. Your issue seems to be you just don't like that format. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah, I'm not. It should just be all-stars. Um, so you heard what they had to say. Right, you heard what they had to say. Now, before I even get into my thoughts, let's just list some of the best players, according to American-born players and then international players. On the state side, we have LeBron James, we have Kevin Durant, we have Anthony Davis, and if I, if I miss some, you guys can leave them in the comments. We have Paul George, we have Kawhi Leonard, we have Damian Lillard, Curry, 
Um, I'm not sure Kyrie is an American. I, I keep hearing he's not. I'm going to check that. Jaron Jackson Jr., John Moran, Bam Adebayo, uh, Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker, James Harden, Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan, um, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, and De'Aaron Fox. For the international players, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo, we have Nikola Jokic, we have Luka Doncic. We have Jamal Murray. We have Joel Embiid. I don't know who, what he's claiming these days. Uh, you have Bojan Bo, Bo Bogdanovich. You have him. You have Kristaps uh, um, Porzingis. You have DeMontis Sabonis. You have Pascal Siakam. You have SGA. You have Rudy Gobert. You have Andrew Wiggins. You have Stephen Adams. And you have R.J. Barrett. Now, I want to see where was Kyrie Irving born? Let me just let me just get this bit of information here. Because I keep hearing he's not American. Where was Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving is an Australian? Are you freaking kidding me? Kyrie Irving was born, born in Australia. So Kyrie Irving cannot be, Kyrie Irving cannot play for Team USA. I don't see how he would. Let me see. So we have Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie is going to go over to the international side. I was unaware of this. I was definitely unaware of that. Now, I don't know. Kyrie, I also hear he's from New Jersey, so I don't know. But anyway. Based on where he's born, Kyrie is uh, Australian. Boy, oh boy, I did not know that. But anyway, um, I did not know that. You know what's interesting? I got to touch on it. I got to be petty for a second. You know, there were a lot of people that have been kind of taking shots at me because although I was born in the States, I was born to West African parents. You know, what about Kyrie? Kyrie does a lot for communities. He does a lot for blacks. So Kyrie can be an American. The stupidity must stop. Anyway, I continue on. So as I was saying, now now we know the players that you know reside in the states and you know outside. To me, I think America has a deeper talent pool. Obviously, they have a deeper talent pool. Now, in an all-star game like this, it depends how many times is this happening. Is this something that's going to be happening into the future? Because if I think that's the case, the Americans don't stand a chance. I think if it's something that's going to be happening this year and next year, then the Americans could absolutely win. Why do I say that? Because they still have LeBron. They still have Kevin Durant. Some of these guys, they still have them on their team. Now, they're older. These guys are going to be going out the NBA soon. But nevertheless, they still have them. And they're going to be the ones leading the way. Now, going into the future, that's not the way things are trending. And to me, I don't really understand how this even came to be. America should be dominating basketball. That should be, I mean, America has basketball. They have uh, American football, although it's only played in the States. But we'll say football. Um, what other sport? Baseball. I believe baseball is only played in the States. But, but cricket, cricket is not baseball. I don't want to insult anybody. But they have baseball, basketball, and football. Those three sports should be dominated by, I'm not going to say sprinting, that's the Jamaicans. Uh, you have other sports as well. I mean, swimming, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Sports that a lot of people uh, play in. So they, they should be dominating this game, especially the NBA. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, for a bunch of reasons, um, the Americans are falling behind, and I'll tell you why. Number one, this is something that Kobe Bryant has been trying to, was trying to sound the alarm for, sound the alarm on. For numerous years, Kobe was talking about how the AAU system is actually doing a major disservice to the younger players coming through the system, that they're not learning, excuse me, the fundamentals. As you guys know, Kobe Bryant was arguably the most fundamentally sound NBA player to ever play basketball. And he gives a lot of that to, you know, the clinics that he attended. Kobe grew up in Italy. 
right? So he was able to catch the text winners and all of these guys and go to those clinics where they worked on your game. He worked on dribbling with your right hand, dribbling with your left hand, how to, you know, uh, enhance your footwork, et cetera, et cetera. So Kobe was a different type of player. We all know this, right? Um, but Kobe stressed the importance of this system kind of going through a new revolution where we need to change because it's doing players a, a major, major, major disservice. And ironically, people are saying this is the most skilled era ever, ever, ever. So we got to figure it out. Is it the most skilled era ever or is it not? I'm going to go with Kobe. You can go whatever, whoever the hell you want to go with. I'll go with Kobe because I'll take Kobe's word over anybody talking about the subject. You can go with JJ Redick. You can go with that guy. I'm going to go with Kobe. I'm going to trust his word above all of them because I think he's smarter than all of them, especially when it comes to basketball. That's just me. I'm going to roll with Kobe. That's the first thing. The second thing, and it's the more alarming thing, and it's the thing I don't understand. There's this kind of laissez-faire attitude by American-born players, and I'm saying this as an American, although some people want to pretend that they're immigration officers in the comment section and basically decide who's American and who's not, but then want to claim Joel Embiid to be beyond it. The hypocrisy is deafening. To me, listen... There's something that's happening, which is this laissez-faire approach to it. This too, I'm too cool for school thing, I think is a terrible thing. And it's something that is permeating throughout society, which I think is wrong. And I think the person that the people is going to have the greatest impact on is men. Is men. When you have a generation of men that have this laissez-faire, oh, well, it's all right. We don't really need to bust our behinds. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You're going to be in, you're going to have some serious problems. Going into the future. Why do I say that? Because all young kids are going to learn by example. You want to teach your kids. Don't just run around and tell them what to do. Show them what to do. If they see mommy is hardworking. If they see daddy is hardworking. Chances are they're going to be able to pick up that work ethic just by watching their parents. Now talking about working hard and not really doing it. That's just that's a fruit, fruitless endeavor. So to me, when guys are having this laissez-faire attitude, I think it's going to have a damaging impact on the next generations. We all know this for a fact, and it's not even up for discussion, that the generations that came before us are 100% much tougher than this generation. Anyone arguing this, arguing against this point is a moron. No one will tell me that this generation of men are tougher than the generation that our fathers and our grandfathers came from. That would be laughable. That actually would be laughable. People were doing more with less than, than people are today. And what I'm beginning to understand is that Americans, we're talking about the America, Americans who predominantly watch the NBA, they don't care. You see, this is the part. The Americans themselves don't care. They don't care. All Americans care about is that they have a good product. There are a lot of Americans that love Giannis. Do you know why they like Giannis? Not because from, he's from another country. It's because Giannis works his butt off. They don't care as long as you're playing great basketball and you're putting a great product. They could care less. There are a lot of players, Americans that like Luka, and there are a lot of Americans that like LeBron and all of these guys. I think Americans like the hardworking players, and I think the Americans are getting fed up with the players that are not hardworking and are taking this entire thing for granted. I think the Americans are been, have been frowning heavily on this concept of load management. I think they don't like it. I think a lot of the people that patronize this product are not millionaires. These are people that have to work for their money and they don't like the idea of these players, some of them feeling entitled, like it's their birthright to be in the NBA. So they're saying to themselves, if that's the way you feel, let the best man who deserves that spot get it. You're no longer gonna, it's, not, it's no longer gonna be bequeathed to you by the generation before you. 
If there's a player coming from another country and he's more deserving, he's more willing to put in the work, let him have that seat. You're not serious. So I don't think Americans feel this provincialism that other people are talking about. No, 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 we got to keep. They don't care. All they want is a good product. And we actually put up a poll a number of months ago, not a number of months ago, a number of weeks ago, where we asked the audience the pertinent question, which is this. And I want to quickly, I want to quickly go over that poll because a lot of you guys are going to be surprised about this. And a lot of people gave their feedback on it. And I want to quickly uh, touch on what this poll had to say. This poll was about two weeks old. And I said, what do you think the primary reason the NBA viewership is dipping? We had number one, player empowerment, number two, player uh, entitlement, number three, politics, number four, other things worth watching, number five, other. Do you know of the 14,000 people, 46% of them voted for player entitlement? Now, what is player entitlement? Let's define it. What is player entitlement? What is player entitlement? Player's entitlement is guys that are making tens of millions of dollars and still finding reasons to not go out there and work their hardest. Guys that are making all of this money and still not and, 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 and having an NBA load management had become commonplace. Hearing things like Shaq Gil, Chris Alexander talk about when they were talking about how, how abysmal of an NBA all-star game it was. And he was like, well, money talks. Really? You're making tens of millions of dollars. You're talking about money talks? It seems to be like you're totally out, you're out of touch with reality. And I think that everyday American is sick of it. And they're going to support whoever is playing hard and taking the game seriously. Do you know why? Because the money that they use to patronize the product in buying TV, uh, 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 TV subscriptions, going and spending their hard-earned money and going to, they're working hard for that money too. So they want to feel like their dollars are being valued. And when you find yourself in a scenario in which these guys just can't be bothered, I can almost guarantee you that in the next five years, you saw the list of players that I that I listed out in terms of who's better, depending on America. That that list is the American group is going to go smaller, and the international group is going to grow bigger. And to me, it's incredible because America has everything in the world. It has everything in the world. I am one hundred percent convinced. If you're born in the United States, from an economic from, from an econo economical standpoint, you have an advantage to every other person living in the world. Period. End of story. No one can argue this. No one can argue. It's the land of opportunity. It literally is. It literally is because you have everything in the States. You have good, you have good roads, you have running water, you have internet, you have security, you have lights, you have all, a lot of countries don't have that. So there's no reason not to say that there aren't circumstances that can cause someone to fail, obviously, but that can happen all over the world. But you understand what I'm saying from a macro standpoint. You have everything in America, everything. So to me, man, I think Americans are getting sick of it. And this is the reason why you see this. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.